We supposed to be your children, I thought we family. You supposed to be my father, bro, I need answers. We don't need to die young, we just need chances. Tired of living on the edge, so we keep scrambling. Trying to talk to these strippers, but they keep dancing. We just want me number one like Steve Francis. By my head saying prayer, now the seas planted. Everywhere I turn, I'm seeing MCs vanish. Lot of good niggas gone, I don't understand it. Lot of families lost and they seeds stranded. I ain't trying to disrespect you, I just need answers. I know you watching us from heaven thinking who to save. Cherry picking who should go next and who should stay. I'd be on my way to heaven if I knew the way. And bring back every good nigga you choose to take. They say you never wrong, but you done made a few mistakes. Did you taking the wrong niggas? Maybe you Welcome to another episode of the Perfectly Incomplete Podcast. This is episode number nine. I'm your host, Imogene. My co-host, my girl, Tony's in the building. Hey, y'all. What's going what's on? What's up, y'all? So, what's today? Today is whatever it is, but today has mm -hmm. been a trip. But what it is, is Mental Health Awareness Month. And so mm -hmm. I can't wait to hear what Tony thinks about mental health, because I got some stuff for mental health today. So what do you think about Mental Health Awareness Month is making people aware of mental health and how it's prevalent in the world. What do you guys say about that? Well, I feel like there's a common misconception about mental health. Well, what is mental health? How do you describe mental health? <laughs> how would I describe mental yeah. health? Yeah. Um, because Webster and them be coming up with the definitions. Who gave him the right to say what words mean? Okay? Wow. Just because they say what it means <laughs> don't mean what it means to me. Okay? I don't know. I mean, I feel like mental health is just like your overall well-being. As far as emotionally and how that can manifest into your physical well-being. You know what I'm saying? Um, you know, it's just how you feel either about yourself or about your environment. I feel like it's all internal. Okay, and I'm going to just expand a little bit more. When I think about mental health, I'm thinking about your actions, your thoughts, your behaviors. When you, when you say people have mental illness or they're abnormal, I'm thinking about a person's thoughts, behaviors, or actions that lead them to negative consequences in their lives and affects their quality of living. So, you know, you have these things like depression and schizophrenia and all of that, mm. these labels. But um, mental health and mental illness, everybody mentally ill, don't you think? Oh, yeah, everybody got some issues. <laughs> you know, and I, and I think... More I think, issues than Vogue, I say. Everybody has at least more, yeah, more issues than Vogue. <laughs> all right, but, but for the sake of Mental Health Awareness Month... You know, and I always try to do my little research, but I have my own take. I don't need to read about mental health because I don't need nobody telling me what mental health means to me. Like we go to school and they tell you this means this. Just because you tell me don't mean it means it me. I could have my own definition and that's, that's how I feel about mental health. But um, when I think about it, what do you measure somebody's mental health? What's What's the baseline? Whose baseline are you measuring it by? Who's baseline? What do you mean who's baseline? Like, okay, like for instance, okay, let me just throw some stats out here if I can remember. Supposedly, between 3 to 5% of the world's population, <laughs> bless you, Thank you, is mentally ill. You have... What does that mean? That means... Like diagnosed or like like professionally diagnosed um, with mental illness? The categories illness? that was indicated is schizophrenia, uh, depression, depressive disorder, <laughs> and bless you, bipolar. Okay. You know, so those were the ones that were so indicated. So we're not, like, counting anxiety and PTSD and all that other type of stuff. Man, they just give labels. If you think about it, that's the problem with the world now, people giving labels, right? Yeah, I'm about to say, there's probably a lot more 
it has to be a lot more than three to five percent of the world's population. Okay, these are just the stats I looked on Google. Right. <laughs> and, and you know, and I'm gonna give my take on that. But as far as and I agree with you, mm-hmm. mental health is your well being, your state of well being. But when people are making these labels and giving these diagnoses and stuff like that, who the hell do they think they are? I mean, you do have people who are professionally trained in order to give diagnoses. But my question is, is where does this come from? Like, how do you say that someone is mentally ill? Like, what what are you basing this on? You know you don't want to ask me that. You know you don't want to ask me that. (laughs) You don't want to ask me that, Tony. Why? Because. Because they used to say, like, hysteria was a mental illness for women. And the way to get rid of hysteria was for a woman to have an orgasm. Oh my God, you taking in places I don't even know. I ain't gonna go there. Legitimate. Okay, well, we'll, we'll okay. break it down because I don't even Because it's true. They used to say that women who become hysterical if they aren't satisfied. So the way that they would, you know, that would include like killing their husbands, that would include um, them just acting like quote unquote acting out, uh, things like that. And it's because they weren't being satisfied. And so they just gave them the le- level of the label hysterical. of being hysterical and mentally ill. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, okay. There's something wrong with them. <laughs> let, let, me, let me just take this path. Okay, we know there's a lot of people that have deviant behavior. Right. That don't behave to the norm. For instance, there's an indirect link between mental illness mm-hmm. and these mass shootings at school. And people are like mentally ill, but there's an indirect link. So when they ran the numbers or whatever, right. these people who done these mass shootings, they ain't crazy. It's just based upon what they believe and all this stuff. And they made a decision that I'm finna go shoot up this damn school. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Right. So, but people said they're crazy because who would do such a thing to kill people you mentally ill? Okay. What do you say about that? I mean, if anybody has the will to kill somebody. You think they're mentally ill? No. <laughs> I think they, they just want to kill some people. All right. I do think that some people who kill for no reason... Like, when I mean, like, no reason, I mean, like, serial killers, you know, that they kill indiscriminately, you know what I'm saying? Like, like, Jeffrey Dahmer or uh, Ted Bundy. Right. People like that, the Zodiac Killer, you know, Hannibal, what's his name? Hannibal Hannibal Lecter, is that his name? Hannibal Lecter. Clarice. Oh, Jesus. (laughs) (laughs) I was so scared of that movie. (laughs) But, like, people like that, definitely. Something, something, you know. Okay, so I get it. You have the mentally ill because some people are just wired. You know, they're born and they're wired a certain kind of way. Right. You know, whether they be autistic or they're missing a piece of their lobe that controls this function. I get that. But I'm talking about the state of things. Everybody want to say Like somebody's like, oh, well, he murdered somebody. Oh, there's something wrong with him. Right. No, he he felt like murdering somebody. Okay, and I'm (laughs) going to go there. I'm going to go there. Like, they say, well, they... And you know who they is. Uh-huh. They is who rules, makes all the rules, mm-hmm. right? They, you know, I'm going to just say it from my perspective. Okay, if I act crazy and if I turn up, I'm not mentally ill. I may be atypical. I don't act like you think I should act. And right. we know, here I go again, with uh-huh. the dominant male European person that that defines what's um, healthy, mm-hmm. what's a healthy state of mind, and what's mentally ill. But think about it. If you don't oppress me for all these years, you don't whip me, you don't hung up my peoples on trees, now it's institutionalized isms, right? I got a reason to go off on you, don't I? Absolutely. So I'm not mentally ill. No, but I'm I mean, the, the difference <laughs> with me, I live in a society where I'm aware of the rules and the consequences, so I choose to do stuff. But isn't it kind of funny 
it's almost like this world is so much about money and power. It's like the powers that be, they create illnesses just so they can make money. It's almost like an oxymoron. You come up with mental illness, you created mental illness by the way you treat people. Right. You know what I'm saying? And mess with their mind. You know what I'm saying? Because if you stripping my family, you taking my father from me, you giving him 59 years when you giving your little friends, Jeffrey's son, six months probation for the same thing, you messing with my mind. Right. I ain't mentally ill if I want to go to your house and do whatever I want to do to you. I'm just expressing what I feel. But you label me as mental ill. No, Nicarachi, I'm not mentally ill. No, Nicarachi. Yeah, I'm not mentally <laughs> ill. I'm just saying you treat me a certain kind of way. No, I'm not going to act like, I'm not going to try to be all politically correct because this is my life. You messing with my mind. You heard? Yeah. That's just me. And they're talking about, but we'll go well, into you the. Mean? Well, no, what was you getting ready to say? Like mental health. Okay. And, and keeping it real, there are people who have issues and, you know, people have medicines. People need medicine and people do therapy because I engage in therapy. That's counseling support. So I get that. But just like, for instance, when you talk about mentally ill, I think, I don't know the percentage, but a lot of people that are being incarcerated should be in rehabilitated facilities getting rehab. Right. And I forget the the, the statistical number of the uh, amount of people that's been categorized as mentally ill that's incarcerated that are being abused. I just read something about a correction officer locked up a mentally ill person in the shower for two hours and his skin boiled and he died. Okay, so they're like, you're mentally ill, meaning your behavior is atypical. And you would think, why would you be in jail? You would be in a rehabilitation place, right? What do you think about that? I mean, we've been using jail as a form of rehabilitation for centuries, unfortunately. And pretty much it's like, oh, it's to correct your behavior. But I mean, like, I mean... (laughs) What behavior It's really not funny. I'm glad you laughed. I'm because laughing it's not funny. because it's just I'm trying to figure out a way how to say something. Just say it, girl. Without cussing. You can cuss if you want to. <laughs> Jesus forgive all our sins. That's true. That's true. When I'm gonna pray tonight, just because I shouldn't be cussing in, per- in public and, and on this podcast and my aunties watch it, but it's bullshit. <laughs> and hey, auntie. <laughs> and it's like, okay, I understand that. Originally, it was supposed to be for rehabilitating. You're supposed to, you know, make people better. You're supposed to make them better for society because, you know, this is the way that society works. We have these norms in place. You mean like locking people up, right? Jails and prisons? Right. All right, let's just be clear because we're still connecting it because we're talking about mental health now. Right. Well, how else would you lock somebody up? Go ahead. You're on your train of thought. I'm not, <laughs> I can't complete your... I was just mentioning that a lot of people in prison or jails are mentally ill when they should be getting rehabilitative services for their minds, meaning the way they think, make decisions, that type of stuff. That was supposed to be the purpose of prisons, was to correct one's behavior. Hence, is why it's called the correction facility. You think? That's, I mean, I'm just going from the words. Now, let me. Let me <laughs> I mean, I study criminology in school, I have a degree in it. You know, I know the history of prisons and the way that they work as far as a societal base. So when doing that, that's what they were meant to do. Granted, that is not what they are doing. We do know that now, but that's not what they have been doing, you know, with the funds that they have been given. Mm. We do know that. However, 
there are there are organizations in place that are trying to change that. But that's a you whole really believe issue. that, don't you? I do believe that there are organ. I know that there are organizations. Praise God that you're so place. humble. Now let me let me kick it to you like this. You said you studied the history of prison, right? Right. I go back to the onset of mental health. Uh, well, I'll say asylums because the U.S. modeled their institutions from England. England right. was the first country to have mentally ill asylums. Right. You know, and a lot of it they were experimenting. On people. Right. And I'm sure you know with research with the Nazis during the war, what they did, they were doing some really bad things in the main projects. Yeah. Yeah. And that's why they came out with this big research board ethics and stuff like that. But without giving a history lesson, which I always say you got to really know how things started to really be able to, to assess where they are. That's the concept of Sankofa. Absolutely. But with mental, I'm going to just keep it real about mental illness. The powers that be, we've had one black president, and y'all always hear me say black and white, but I'm going to keep it 100, you know? Because out of 45 presidents, one of them has been black. So who's been ruling all the time? But what I'm saying, you have all these scientists and whatever, they started out with asylums, right? Right. And it was just bad. And I was looking at some asylums in uh, Oregon, Rikers Island, different places. I would start looking at their conditions of whites and blacks. Blacks were sleeping on floors. It was like a modern-day jail or they were shackled mm -hmm. or they was just they were in just bad conditions but these were the people that were being experimented on you know doing different things they were doing like shockwave shock therapy they was just like doing that. all mm -hmm. kind of stuff experimenting so then it became a money issue as far as asylums and That's then actually they, how they uh, started doing lobotomies yeah they were doing that i read mm -hmm. about that <laughs> and and so then they went from asylums to the state doing hospitals. I know we had a state hospital in Poughkeepsie. Then they went to community-based mental health centers, and it was really about money. You know, mm -hmm. the state didn't want to pay for this. The federal government didn't want to pay for this. So we know this world is run about economics, but let me kick it with about people. Let me let you interject, because I'm just flowing. No, I'm listening. Go ahead. There's nothing to interject. I no, because you always say I'll be talking forever. I'll tell you when you're okay. talking forever. But when, when I think <laughs> about it, when you look at the number of people that are in jail, mm -hmm. you we know people of color are disproportionately sentenced, right? Yes. Okay. Now think about this. I'm Hispanic. I'm Latino. I'm Black. I'm Asian. I'm, you know, whatever. I'm in the minority. Mm -hmm. So the numbers actually prove that... I'm not getting treated like everybody else getting treated. You know what I'm saying? You showing discrimination to me. And you saying I'm mentally ill. No, if I flip on you, I ain't crazy. Because when I step to you or I go through this process and you treating everybody else that's in the majority like they're a human being, but you treat me like a second-class citizen, I'm, I'm still supposed to display the same behavior that the next person is displaying? Come on, somebody. You know what I'm saying? People talk about history, so like whatever. When people like act out. That's when they get. You know, I'm, I'm not. I'm just being the devil's advocate. Uh -huh. I'm just just keeping it hundred because just because you know you go to college. I went to college. I'm a doctoral candidate. I got kicked out of school, whatever. But I learned the material what they wanted to teach me. They gave me their theories, but I still put my mind on it uh -huh. and I studied my history. And half the stuff they teach it in college is a bunch of bull. It took me a long time to catch on, but it's a trap. Just to get people in debt, but we ain't even to go there, right? That's but a whole nother. Episode. It's a whole nother you can episode. Definitely go with that. But, but what I'm saying <laughs> is, who gets to decide what proper mental health is? If you grow, if you come from a a family of generation after generation after generation being discriminated against, you get tired. You know, 
you got hoses at you, dogs biting you, you lynching people and this. I'm supposed to walk past the street and say, how you doing? No, no, Negro or Caucasian or whatever. No, no, you, you ain't my brother. I mean, we brothers and no, I'm not down with you. And what's really wild, because in my mind, this government or this system that causes these diseases, that cause mental illness, except for the people who's born like this and wired like this. Okay, so you're not talking about the people who no. are like, can I, Go it's for a proper it. term like to be like, who have like a chemical imbalance. Like the people who like they get, I can't they say look I look mean, at like their serotonin levels. I and, can't even talk about that. Because when you talk about serotonin, uh-huh. you cannot escape drug use. Because I know, I'm a recovered crack addict. And when I used that drug crack, and when I got off of it, my serotonin levels were imbalanced because I was so used to using this drug. What I'm it does. about removing all external factors like drug abuse. Okay. Or lo- there you go. Alcoholism. Specify. Removing those things. Yeah. Like people who have like an organic. Organic. They're born as they call a mutation. Right. Like, okay, that. So we're excluding them out of this, you know abnormality as far yeah. as behavior goes. For people who are just pure, whose mother, grandmother, great-grandmother, none of them done drugs, none of those. Got it. Those <laughs> people who were just, their creator said, look, you're going to be... You're going to do things a little bit different. Yeah, you're going to be different. Okay. So those. But if you think about it, when they're talking about serotonin levels and all of this stuff, it's almost like the war on drugs. You drop that on us, right? In the, in the 70s <laughs> and all that, it was angel dust. People was flying off of buildings. You know, it was this, it was that, and it progressed. But don't you find it interesting that these same things that mess with people, mm. we ain't had no helicopters. Come on now. I lived in projects, Tubman Terrace. We ain't had no helicopters, okay? We ain't had no planes. We ain't had none of this to drop this drug. I ain't got no connections in Colombia. Not none, okay? Mm. I can't afford to pay nobody at Border Patrol. You understand what I'm saying? So, But don't you find it interesting that in every so, so years, a new disease comes out? You notice that? They be labeling this is strain ABC three times five. You know, I'm like, where are you getting the name of these? And then, oh, there's a new cure. For me, in my mind, it's like it's like a head game. When they talk about mental illness, to mm-hmm. me, the people who's ruling, they got mental illnesses because you setting stuff up. It's like you playing head games with all of us. You know, it's just like people. Society has given level uh, labels to black, whites, whatever. Right. I'm going to let you talk because I'm going in. Go ahead. Society, no, finish the statement at least. Society has given <laughs> labels, all these constructs of labels. You know, they've given labels to groups of people based upon certain characteristics or based upon behaviors. But you notice the people in power, whether it be George Washington and his sick crew or whoever, they were the founding fathers who just said, okay, you know, we the juice. We're going to get us some nigga slaves. You know, we're going to do what we're going to do. We're we going to take their stuff and put the fear of the Lord in them take their resources and play head games with them. And then we're going to rule. So we, they were the first ones to institute their administrative system of power. So mm-hmm. they're in control. Yeah. And you got these resources and you whipping people and tying people up and shacking them with chains and all of this kind of stuff. You exercising control. So they get to dictate what's normal. And just because I don't act like you, right. right. I'm talking about them. Cause I don't, because I deviate, I'm atypical for what they represent. I got a mental illness. No, no, no. The way you treat me, you lucky I ain't crazy and went crazy off on you. Mm -hmm. Really, in my mind, I could justify, which I wouldn't do it. I'm saying the big picture of things, but living in this society and the way it is, I know there is a social order that's supposedly good for the benefit of everybody. We do have rules, you know, to maintain order in society. 
And that's good. I mean, like, okay, so fine. I can understand rules. I can understand order. I can understand, you know, I can understand norms, right? Mm -hmm. But to label somebody as if they are mentally ill because they do something a little bit differently than what the norms are, Mm -hmm. it's like, better yet, the child who sits in the back of the classroom, right? Mm -hmm. And he sits there and he sings all all of his lessons. Mm Mm-hmm. You say there's something wrong with that little boy because mm-hmm. he just sings everything. Mm-hmm. You know, the, he'd be singing math and, you know, he'll be singing one plus one equals two. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Or two plus two, two plus two equals four. But what if I, I, said, say two plus two what if I said two plus two equals three? They then didn't show me something wrong with me. But that I don't make no sense. But it does make sense. It doesn't make sense to no, you. No, it doesn't make sense for someone else to tell you that there's something wrong with you because you think differently. Exactly. Exactly. And that's why this little whole thing of mental illness, because when you look at it, like the demographics or or the people who's mostly mentally ill, the way they ascribe to it, they're people of, well, as far as stats, like they'll indicate there's an indirect link between mental illness and poverty. That Most doesn't people, make sense. It though. doesn't, but this is <laughs> what propaganda, indirect, this is what propaganda it, will give you. But if the link is indirect, that means that you can link it to anything. Exactly, but this is what you hear on the TV and all of this crap and these brochures where they creating jobs for their friends and these psychiatrists with these top and they're the one mentally ill. To me, if you they the one crazy. Anytime you putting people in slavery and the police can go around freaking out, shooting somebody, you know what I'm saying? When, <laughs> when they say I got a gun in the gun, you know, my hands is up here right. and I got a gun, and then you shoot them, you mentally ill. There's something wrong. You mentally ill. You understand? Now I have a question. I might not have the answer. You may have the answer. Well, because I'm it may, you know, make you think differently. Would you consider fear a mental illness? Because fear does something very different to your body. Mental illness is a condition. I think you don't think fear is a condition? Not for me, it's not. Fear may be fear. I experience fear in different circumstances, Uh but as far as the condition of my life, I don't walk around in fear. No. I I participate in processes sometimes when I think about it in this systematic um, world or this world that I live in with consequences and stuff like that. Uh-huh. Like, I know if I go against the grain, yeah, I do get nervous inside because I say if I call these people out, you know, you hear the uh, phrase, you can't fight City Hall. And I say, if I don't agree with the status quo, mm-hmm. I do think very carefully because I say if I call this thing out, it does make me a little nervous mm-hmm. because... I know if I'm if I'm raising up, there may be potential consequences. Right. So, but to live in fear every day? No. Fear, in my mind, I'm not saying it's not a condition for somebody else. For me, it's a situational type of thing. Why should I be living in fear? What worse can they do to us? Mm. What worse can they do to us? Um, <laughs> I think no. I would have to disagree with you. Real, think about your history. And it may not be you, it may, and you know. I love my people, okay? And I'm not ashamed of it. And I love my history. And I'm not going to deny it. And like I said, I've spent 10 years in college post-high school. 10 years. Mm -hmm. Business major, accounting, human resource developer, doctorate in business, right? Mm -hmm. Plus military, drug addict, uh, corrections officer, locked up in the jail, special ed teacher. I've done a lot of stuff. Hustler on the streets, all of this, Mm -hmm. right? Had cops slamming me on the back of trunks when, you know, my partner in the car had straight up beer, whatever. They ain't mess with them. So I've got a lot of uh, sides of it. And no, I don't want to go out here and get shot today. I don't know how I'm going to go. But what should I fear? You don't know what he took everything from me. I think that's you and where you are in your life. Right. Probably. 
because I'm not gonna sit here in front like, you know, I can't because I have I have many irrational fears. Granted, none of these things have ever happened to me, um, except for my fear of birds. I can't do it. If <laughs> you're afraid but, like, of it, you're afraid of it. <laughs> you know, except for like my fear of birds where something did happen. Um, but like for instance, when I go out with either my siblings or like a group of friends. I let them know I don't feel comfortable in a group of white people. <laughs> I don't. You don't? I I I don't. <laughs> like if there's like a whole group of white people, if I can't see not one face that either looks like mine or one person who I can identify as a person of color and like we heal with it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I can't do it. I feel very uncomfortable. I feel like I'ma have to um kind of like distance myself because I do know my history. And I know people slip like that. <laughs> right. It can go from, oh, yeah, we're all friends. We having a good time. To all of a sudden, uh, Tony done did this, this, and this. And then Tony in the back of a police car. And he, Tony wasn't even there half the time. Right. You know what I'm saying? So, like, yeah, I got a fear. I live and in no, fear. No, no. And I'm not I'm knocking it. <laughs> I, I, you know, I empathize. I understand exactly what you're saying. And, like, apparently you've thought through the scenario. Oh, yeah. And, <laughs> really? And, <laughs> so you know, times. maybe I'm just crazy. Because I've been in situations like that where I've been uh, in this homeland and on international borders and different places where I've just rolled with nationals. And I may have been the only um, American, only African-American, and I've been with just Germans or French or whatever. See, I've done that overseas. I'm not really worried about them. It's here. It's that USA. It's one five. <laughs> it's legitimately, yeah. it's like American soil that like, because what even when I went to like Canada, I went, you know, I was a student ambassador growing up. So, okay. you know, I've been to. Nice. You've been to Canada. I haven't been I there have. yet. I've been to Canada. I've been to, you know, when I went to Japan, I stayed there for six I'm months. When I went yeah. to. Can you speak Japanese? No. <laughs> they put me in American school. <laughs> they put me in American school. Excuse there. me? Huh? No, I was listening to you. Oh, you so new. <laughs> but no, they put me in American school while I was there. So I still took like my regular classes and everything. When I went to Spain, I was fine. When I went to France, I was fine. When I went to Scotland, I was fine. Those places, I was fine. But when I'm here, yeah. <laughs> I get mm, <laughs> real, real, real shaky. And I get it. And that's situational though, right? Because you don't walk around like that every day, only in certain situations, right? If it, like I said... <laughs> Whenever it's just me in a group. But that's wisdom. <laughs> Is it? I call it yeah, no, I call that you wisdom. You don't call that fear? You call that wisdom? No, I. for me, I call it just, you know, you're a smart woman. <clears throat> and you know, like if you just chilling with the crew, uh, you good because they got your back because you guys share something in common and they can relate to you, right? Right. But when you with a whole... Bless you. <clears throat> excuse me. When you, know, when you with a whole nother group, of people. See, that's how you know me. everything she's saying is true because she keeps sneezing on yeah. it. Go ahead. When you wanna, <laughs> when you with a, a group of people and you're the unique one out of the group, you don't share other, uh, whether they be primary or secondary uh-huh. characteristics of them. That's called wisdom. It's like your spidey senses is saying, hey, get out. You know, I, and I think, and, and that's a physiological process, a fight or flight. That's something that just happens in the body. Mm-hmm. But your mind just works with that. And I'm not going to say you've been conditioned because they try to condition. Groups of people try to condition you through fear, through punishment or whatever. But to me, that's wisdom that you got sense enough to know that say, okay, well, 
I live in this society and these rules. These are the people I roll with. These are the people I feel safe with. But I have to interact with different kind of people. Right. But you may, when you roll with me, you be you may say, well, I'm cool with Imogene. You know, I can let myself go. But when I'm hanging out with Becky and, uh, and Sue. Uh, <laughs> Sue and... Uh, and Tammy. And Tammy <laughs> and uh, Shane or whoever their name is, right? <clears throat> you know, when I'm hanging out with them, I can be cordial, but I still got to hold my identity. I can't deny my identity right. and say, okay, we all crew. Because it don't roll like that. So I don't think that's fear. I think that's wisdom. Ooh. You should be scared. You're the only African. <laughs> I was finna say niggerachi. You know, I don't use the, <laughs> I don't use the word nigger because I just don't like doing it. But I do kick it when I'm home. I mm -hmm. say niggerachi because mm -hmm. that's how we cool. You know, we right. cool, right? So no, I don't think that's fear. I think that's common sense. Oh, I got common sense, y'all. Because I thought it was just me being scared. <laughs> no, I'm you want to call it. And, like, and, and I don't think that's a mental illness. I, I would have legitimately said that, like, I do sometimes think that fear would be considered a mental illness because it happens automatically. It's not something that, you know, you can control. It's not something that, you know, I don't know. Maybe, I don't know. Maybe just, I'm just out there, you know. And that's cool. But what I'm saying... Like, that's why when they use the category of mentally ill, you said maybe you're just out there. You're not out there. I just listen to how you express your feeling. Usually a feeling demands a thought. Uh -huh. If you feel in a certain kind of way, well, for me, if I have a certain feeling, it's usually something I'm thinking that makes me feel that way. Right. So if I'm feeling loneliness or sadness or whatever, <clears throat> it must be some dust or something in here. Yeah. But if I'm feeling a certain kind of way, I check in to think about what I'm thinking about. Mm -hmm. Because since I'm in control of my feelings, right. and if I'm feeling sad, I don't want to stay sad. Mm -hmm. So I got to check in with my thoughts to see, Imogene, what are you thinking about that's making you sad? And somehow I have to unpack that thought, make sense of it, and make a decision to say, hey, I got to change that thought. Or if it's a truth that I have to accept, I have to work it out where <clears throat> I can take a thought, even if it's a fact, and it negatively affects me, okay, I got to feel that sadness, but I got to create another thought to get me to move beyond that sadness, you, you know? You can process that quickly? No, some things are quicker. Some things take me longer than others because I don't want to never make it seem like I'm all of that because right. I'm an emotional creature too, but in just in learning myself mm -hmm. and being mindful of myself and what I'm feeling, I have sense enough to know, and I've learned that, you know, like people will say, um, oh, I'm just frustrated, I'm just tired, I'm sad, or whatever. And some people will stay there for days. I used to. I would talk about something for days, what happened to me, and be mad, and whatever, whatever. But as I start learning skills, I'm in control. For the most part, God is in control. But other than that, I'm in control of my own happiness, how I feel, and yet changing my thoughts is a choice if I have the skills to work through it. So if I'm feeling a certain kind of way, if I'm feeling sad, like I was feeling angry today, right? Right. And I was able to, I say, okay, to me, every emotion demands a thought. They work together. You're feeling a certain kind of way because your mind is thinking something. It's just an integration. It's a complex web of experiences and thoughts, what the experience means to you, the way it makes you feel, your behavior. It's all uh, intertwined. Right. And then it's the way you perceive. So people that have faulty perception you know, there's a basis for it and, it, and it requires work. And I'm not going to give all of that out because y'all stay tuned 
because my you will be able to pre-order my book in about three weeks, and I Ooh. can't really give it all away, but that's what it talks about. But all this is just to say, to get to the point, like when they say mentally illness, that's why I can say people categorize it, but even if I don't agree, I can empathize. And so I'm not saying Tony go out and shoot up a school, but I can get it that if you went to a school, you used to go to this school, and you were getting good grades mm -hmm. or whatever, like this big scandal with all of these parents not so long ago was paying these coaches and guidance counselors, oh, yeah. the SAT people, to get right. their kids in school. They just got busted. So if you went to this school and you know you was busting your behind, you was getting good grades legitimately, and you find out because all of these rich people are paying off these school staff to get their kids in there. They can't even play sports, but they put in their kid's face with somebody else's body mm -hmm. to make it legitimate. And depending on the resiliency of a person or where they come from or what they've been through, right. don't you think that's enough to say, yo, this isn't fair. They may be going to the counselor, the dean, whoever, trying to get answers. I'm not saying it's right for you to go blow up a school. I'm not saying that. But for them to roll up in the office where the same people who they talked to was giving them a bunch of BS and they blow their heads off, I'm not saying it's justified, but I can understand that person's way of thinking. So am I going to call them mentally ill? No, I'm not. And that may sound crazy to you, but what makes it weird to me, society is always coming up with these labels, mentally ill. You have this disease or crack addiction or this and that. Look, homies. Y'all the one invented these diseases. Y'all the one that brung this stuff, okay? It's like you all are creating a narrative, doing this stuff. Don't play games with me. You know what I'm saying? Y'all brung the drugs here. When, when Carter or whoever did the war on drugs or Nixon. Who, or Nixon, yeah, all of that stuff with him and with his war game. Look, Wait, don't, Nixon? don't no, play Reagan, sorry. Yeah, I know. I Ronald knew. Reagan. Yeah, don't don't play Nixon, games. <laughs> you you drop you drop <laughs> the drugs here in these communities, right? And then it's all economics. Right. And so now you're trying to come up with programs and this and that. It's just stupid. You're just, to me, that's mental illness. The white From the White House to the greenhouse to whatever other kind of houses where all these crooks is, in my opinion. And I'm just, you know, I'm just kicking it. But I ain't trying to hear that. But yet you calling people, how can you define mental illness? For these cops going out here shooting these little kids or raping these girls. I saw um, on social media where it showed a cop raping a girl in the holding cell. So whoever took this video was inside the jail. And you try to follow it down, and the FBI or whoever, they will tell you, it's social media, it's no way we can track this. You can't I'm track that. I'm about to that. say, how, can, how did it get there? Somebody, but Somebody you can't got track it. it. But when y'all was after Bin Laden or Saddam Hussein, whoever, yeah, I found him real quick. he was all on the ground. <laughs> and you got satellites all over our house mm -hmm. where you can tell us when we in and out and stuff like that. But I find it foul that when it comes to certain groups of people that can kill each other and do all of this stuff and you can't find who the killer is, no, they got mental illness. So I'm going to leave it alone, but so y'all know it is Mental Illness Awareness Month. Okay. Mm. And uh, mental illness, you know, people got stuff going on, but I think mental illness is relative and I would say everybody got something wrong with them. I think there's a really big stigma about around mental illness. Yeah. And I think that <laughs> When it comes down to people asking for help, that's where it's the issue. Now, if you know that there's something going on with you <laughs> and you need to speak to somebody or you need some sort of advice or whatever the case may be, 
you do that. Don't be afraid to be like, I need help. If right. you know that there's something going on with you, right. ask for help. Right. Go see somebody. Go talk to somebody about how you're feeling or whatever you're experiencing in that moment or whatever the case may be. Don't be afraid to reach out. Right. And I think that's what the most annoying thing about, you know, mental illness is with me. It's a stigma that we place on it. That, you know, you go mostly in my own community, I would say. It goes from Oh, you know, you don't need therapy, baby. You just need to go pray about it. No, I need therapy. <laughs> or no, 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 don't, don't, don't go see a therapist. Talk to the past about it. He got a license. <laughs> and, you know, and I'm, and I'm glad, and I'm glad uh, you brought that up. Not that I'm the great philosopher, but I believe in the super uh, natural divine deity too. But I do believe God gave people gifts to be therapists right. and counselors. And because if I know if I'm bleeding to death and my carotid artery <laughs> I'm is not blocked, gonna go to my pastor. I'm gonna, you know, and people say, Oh, I have faith this big. If you have faith that big, go ahead. But for me, if I know I got a blockage and I can't breathe, mm-hmm. I'm gonna go to the doctor, you know? Mm-hmm. So in that sense, I'm going to do, you know, when you think about there's different realms, there's the supernatural realm, mm. there's the physical realm. You have to call upon heaven for heaven to come down to earth. Right. But we ain't going to go there, right? But still, if you, I ain't going to go there. But for the people who say, oh, just call on Jesus, baby. <sighs> Maybe that's the way Listen, they were taught. Maybe I, that's the way they were taught. And, you know, you can't knock it. We can just pray for them to be enlightened because God, he uses people. Everybody knows that. Listen, the Bible also says that, uh, <laughs> faithful without work Worse is, is dead. dead so <laughs> yeah you know and, and I have sympathy and compassion for people because I used to watch it on TV oh just claim it you're going to get a new car and claim this new house well what you going to do the new car you going to the dealership or you going to sit up and watch it on TV and think it's just going to appear on your parking lot Right. they need to tell you you got to make a car note that you got to have some credit that you mm-hmm. need insurance or whatever and that's like a What's whole down payment whole new school and we ain't gonna go there because it's a lot of mentally ill people in church right you just, know just you know it's it's all right but it's um, all right <laughs> but but so i guess it is mental illness is real all i'm just saying is who is qualified to say who's mentally ill because it's like the people who make the rules they the sickest persons to me like i don't have some therapists they crazy as hell. I ain't lying. Even when I was in the military, these people was... I had in, a therapist who had a therapist. Yeah. yeah. They, and, I'm, and, I'm, and I'd say, how do you do this? Y'all gotta be crazy because there's no way you can listen to all these people's problems without it affecting you. And I had this one therapist, you just be looking at me like this. <laughs> uh, uh, and I'd be like, yo, you all right? <laughs> you you want to check that out? <laughs> no. Yeah, yeah. Do you need to speak to somebody? No, and I don't have <laughs> Like before I leave, I'll be counseling. <laughs> so, you know, and not to knock it because I, I get it that we all have, you know, people to talk to. When I think about mental illness, most people think of the way people think, the way they behave. But for you to just label it because you see a person acting out a certain mm. kind of way, you know, they say they different. you they have to look at their different. culture, their experience. Like, and I got a big thing with kids in school. They're so oh. quick to give them that label of, of ADHD spe- or special education. Right. I, I noticed I taught special ed. I had third grade, third, fourth, fifth graders. Then I went to middle school. I had sixth, seventh, eighth graders. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they had parents who were in prison or drugs or whatever, uh, Hispanic, black or whatever. And just because they did not display behaviors like the typical dominant 
European white kid, uh-huh. they got to be a deviant. Who the hell told the typical European white person that they're the perfect model from which everybody else is evaluated upon? You I know? agree. And I'm like, you know how we kick it? We're animated. We keep it real. We do a whole nother thing. Right. You know? But you want to label us, but when we kicking like that with the music, now you want to do it and you making money off of it, right? Okay. When we kicking it like that with the fashion, now you want to roll with it like that, you know? Right. So it's just amazing how that double standard is. We're not atypical when you can make a dime off of it. But in the school system, you label us atypical as another way to get money from the federal government, this and that. We don't even want to go there. But that's a problem. And I could go on for days, but when it when it comes down to it, it's Mental Health Awareness Month. And maybe we all got issues, but to say you're sick, don't never call yourself sick. Never. You ain't sick. I said, you know, unless you were wired a certain kind of way. Right. But if you choose to call yourself sick or mentally ill, that's cool. And don't have a stigma with it. If you feel like you will benefit by going to talk to someone or by going to get you some medicines or whatever, that's your choice. But what I'm saying, whatever you decide to do for your mental health or your mental state of being, let it be your decision and don't roll around with a stigma or a negative concept of yourself because of what somebody else is saying. Right. Because who are they to determine your state of being, your status quo? They crazier than you. They crazier than me. You know, that's really all I got to say about it. It's a deep conversation. But when I say when I come down to it, it's a bunch of mental oppression. We And I, and I, I got to keep it real. I'm a black woman. I'm real dark. And I love everybody. But I'm not going to pretend that I don't have a history that affects the present right now. Maybe I'm a little intellectual, a little enlightened, but I still have a lot of my other people who not there yet, who are being letting people push this stuff in their mind and mentally oppress them with this propaganda and they're believing certain things about themselves. So... Like they say, mental illness is atypical behavior. What it is, is thoughts and actions and behaviors that may lead to negative consequences. But if somebody beating you down and tortured you to stakes and hung you from trees and done all of this kind of stuff, I don't think you're going to be normal. You should be angry as hell, you know? So if you go whoop their ass, excuse my (laughs) language, if you whoop their ass... I'm not going to say you mentally ill because I can empathize with you. Now, I'm not encouraging you to do that Mm. because we do live in a society with rules, right? Mm. But to say somebody is mentally ill because they break the rules, you can't say that. Everybody is wired different. Everybody's values is different. Everybody is not resilient as the others. Some people are weaker. Some people are stronger. Some people are more vulnerable. You know what I'm saying? Whereas if... If someone comes to do something to my son, I may can keep it together where I can call the police or go to the authorities. Whereas if you step to my mother, God bless her soul, I'm not going to no police, right? Mm-hmm. Am I crazy? No, the point I'm making, my value system is different in that circumstance. Right. So, you know, if I could give y'all anything, y'all know I talk a lot, but that's the purpose of this podcast. You know, I don't do it like everybody else do it. I do it. I want to talk about things, but through the conversation, I still want to let you know you're awesome. I accept you for who you are. People calling you uh, mental ill, mental ill, forget what they call you. What do you call yourself? You know? Tony. That's right. You call you, and I'm imaging, <laughs> imaging got issues. I got issues. But what, what I'm saying, um, you still love yourself. If you feel like you need to talk to somebody or you feel like you need to go see somebody to get meds, be right. careful with those meds. Right. Because they do certain things and right. then add different 
um, other effect. things, and then they cause something. Yeah. <laughs> and let me tell you about this serotonin, because they love to throw out this serotonin. And endorphins. They, and endorphins. They love to throw this out. And mm-hmm. I know, because I've taken psych meds. Right. You know? So it is, when you're doing drugs or you're doing alcohol, it's like the chemicals in the alcohol interacts with your body chemistry and it replaces your natural Mm -hmm. serotonin. So the stuff in this drug makes you feel good. Mm -hmm. And so therefore it's like you rewire your chemistry. Mm -hmm. And then when you stop drinking or smoking, you will go into depression because your drug has killed off your cells and now you don't have the alcohol. So it's not producing that chemical. So they'll tell you, take this and you know, this and that, Mm -hmm. and you know, it'll produce, um, the serotonin, it will increase your serotonin levels. And then that adrenaline that you get, you know, when you exercise, the endorphins that are released that fight pain and all. So I'm saying if you do choose to use therapeutic drugs, and I'm not a doctor, I'm talking from personal experience. That's it. And I'm not ashamed, you know, trial and error. I learned some things. But if you are going to use stuff, do your research and don't let people tell you that you got to be hooked on drugs forever because if you have to use psychosomatic drugs or whatever, I don't even know if that made sense, but if you have to use drugs to help you learn those coping skills or whatever, you do what you got to do, but don't label yourself mentally ill. Uh, words are powerful. I don't say I'm mentally ill. I say, you know, I got I some I issues. I got issues. And I got some problems. <laughs> I but, tell people in a second, I got yeah. more issues in vogue. Whether or not you want to read it is your business. Yeah. <laughs> So I'm not mentally ill. I prefer to use the word crazy because if you come, if you come stepping, I'm going to tell you, if you come to me trying to put that mentally ill thing on me, I'm going to react like I'm crazy. Because since you're saying I'm atypical, I might as well give you a little skit and show you how I'm just going to demonstrate. But that's just me. Okay? <laughs> that girl said, I'm, like, she said I'm crazy. Yeah. And I not said in that bold, sense, but, but, you know, she goes crazy. People okay. are going to say what they're going to want to say, but you always got to look at the source and who gave them the right to label you anyway. Right. So at the end of the day, it doesn't matter what people say about you. They can give you insight about you and stuff like that. But at the end of the day, it comes down to what you say. Right. So if you do got some patterns of behavior or thoughts or actions that are bringing negative consequences to you. Talk to somebody that you trust. Talk to somebody that you love who's going to support you, not judge you. Don't have that stigma. Getting help is not a sign of a weakness. It's a sign of a strength. Absolutely, because it takes a really big person to say that there's something wrong with me. Absolutely. And um, I can't do this alone. Right. So I need somebody to help me. And don't get it twisted. There's plenty of doctors and lawyers that takes meds and y'all president should be on some meds too. He's the president and he's mentally ill and he tells about 22 lies a day. So if he's <laughs> not more, if he's mentally ill and he can be crazy, know more. that you're perfectly incomplete. How about that? <laughs> hey, it's been real y'all. Thank y'all for tuning in. Make sure, um, thank you all for the ones who are watching. And, uh, we do this because we enjoy do this is about purpose and whatever we can uh, share that may help somebody, make sure you all... Um, like, comment, and subscribe. It absolutely. took me about six takes to get just that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And subscribe and share, okay? And share. I forgot about the share all with right, all so, your friends. So next time, where's my music? Oh. Oh. The engineer's about to get fired because I just Ooh. hit the space bar <laughs> and I have no sound coming out. All right, y'all. Thanks for watching. If only you can bring it back. I mean, it's not really a song that you turn up, so you just kind of...